attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. And hello, hello, hello. It's just me, Dana, this week. Adam is on a work conference, I believe, so he couldn't make it. However, we do have the incredible Allison Mertzman here, live and in person. It's true. We're together. Yay! Yay! You all remember Allison. You've heard me talk about Allison a ton on the podcast because I work for her travel agency, Adventures with Allison Wonderland. And she also is an incredible content creator. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, are you still thirsty on Maine? I'm still thirsty on Maine. They, somebody took the Allison Mertzman name, <gasps> so I can't have it. Jerks. It's actually the other Allison Mertzman. She's oh. very nice. Oh, there's another Allison <laughs> there Mertzman? Is. There's just two of us in the U.S. <laughs> Oh and my so goodness. We've gotten each other's like Costco orders and stuff before. <laughs> so um she was actually trying to change it for me. She's a really good person. Oh, okay. So then she's I working take it on back. It. Yeah. She's <laughs> really nice. <laughs> well, that's also interesting because your last name is a combo of yours and your wife's last name. Yes. So it was like a name before. Yeah. So she is, yeah, in her defense, that's always been her name, and mine has not. Mine was made up. But wow. there is another Alice Mersman. She was based in New York and actually worked in, I think she works in like PR or something, but I think she's in Ohio, I want to say. She's back in oh, Ohio, which okay. is interesting that we grew up, you know, she. I grew up in Michigan. She grew up in Ohio. Well, hi, she's Allison really nice. Mertzman. <laughs> other Alice, this is yeah. brand new information yeah. for me. She's um, great. So anyhow, you can follow Allison on TikTok, Thirsty on Main. That's how I met you. Allison was through your TikTok. And is I that- didn't. No, yes, I didn't know. Well, I didn't meet you there. I saw you there. Okay. You and Leanne, um, your wife, who make these incredible videos, the Hey Babe videos where you ask each other questions. And I remember being like, wow, this person, these two people are super cool. And then at one point you mentioned that you live in LA. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll see her at some point. And then one time you said, oh, I also book Disney travel. And I was like, she's a Disney person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I found you on Instagram and went down the rabbit hole of learning that you book travel. And then, you know, shortly after that, you were looking for more travel agents and the rest is history. The one and only time I was looking for travel agents. I know. And honestly, Dana and I live 10 minutes apart. So it's kind of crazy that we live just down the street from each other. I remember when we first started talking, I was like, well, here's a little bit about me. And you're like, oh, you moved here at the same time I did. Oh, you worked at this place at the yeah. same time I did. Oh, you love this too. It was it was very simpatico, yes. very like almost to a mirror yeah. imagey weird space. It was like, oh, we have so much in common. We do. We do. We but still yeah. do. It's nice. Yeah. And our kids are around the same age. So yep. it all works out really well. Yep. Yeah. So anyhow, you can also follow Allison on Instagram, which is her name. Just Allison my name. Westman. Yep. <laughs> And there, I think you'll find more Disney content than maybe TikTok, but you it's kind of one in the same. Yeah. Um, and you have some of the best Disney content out there. It's my favorite. And I am Aww, not just saying that because you're here. <laughs> but what I think I, I love the most about it, and this is something that doesn't happen as much with content creators for Disney, is that you are also a parent. So you show what it's like to go to Disneyland, go to Disney World with two little ones. Uh, you share a lot of really good tips and tricks and yeah, I think that's important. It's easy to go to Disney and follow a content creator who's like, hey, we're going to get up at Rope Drop and be out till midnight. We're going to ride all rides. And that's just simply 
not a possibility when no. you've got two little ones. Especially when you go West Coast to East Coast, I feel like it's even, I, I think that people do not take into account the time change yep. that happens. <laughs> yes. And I should also mention we have a third guest tonight or today. Oh, yes. Uh, you might be hearing some panting in the background. That's one Marla Pooch. Um, <laughs> we are hoping she stays fairly quiet, but we can't guarantee anything. But so if you hear any panting in the background, it's not a fan. It is Marla. But we love Marla. Yeah, she's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, well, so we have a really fun episode ready for you all today. Allison has just gone on not one, but two incredible cruises on the brand new Disney Wish. So we're going to hear all about that experience. But before we do, Allison, I know you also got to do something else really cool. And I wanted to just spend a minute or two to hear about your experience at the D23 Expo last week. You were able to go yes. and um, experience this. Was this your first time at D23? It was my first time at D23. And now, granted, D23 hasn't been going on that long. Right. Um, I think they've only had two or three of them. And this know. was only the third or the fourth because it was started fairly recently. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, Disney history goes, like, it's definitely one of the newer things. Yeah. Um, The fan club itself is new. So... Uh, it was great. It was amazing. If you are a Disney fan, highly recommend it. It only happens every two years. So yeah. And the big D23 experience is that they announce a lot of new shows, rides, park layout stuff. Yeah. They uh, pretty much everything. Movies, big on movies. movies. They do three different like movie drops. Yes. I think three, two or three. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, people, it's a con, so people will dress up. I don't know if you did, but I saw some pictures of people who (laughs) went all out. Uh, But tell us, tell a couple of highlights that you had at D twenty three. Um, well, I got to see the first Disney movie drop. So I missed the Marvel one, but I got to see the like Disney Studios and Pixar. Um, and so I got to see the new movies that are coming out for them. I'm really excited for Strange World. I'm really excited for Inside Out 2. Those, bal- uh, those two are the ones that I'm most looking forward to. And Strange World's going to be out in November. So it's coming yeah. soon. And then the parks panel was like <gasps> dream come true. That was like a bucket list thing for me. I've always watched the parks panel just from home on my couch. You know, and sat and watched two and a half hours, cried and cheered from my couch. (laughs) The room, my goodness, the energy in that room is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, I bet. It was two and a half hours of just pure adrenaline. And it was amazing. And Josh Demaro was amazing to watch. He's so charismatic, really fun to listen to. I know a lot of people were disappointed and they were like, we just feel like we didn't get anything. But I'll tell you, if you're sitting in that room, it feels a lot different than... I bet it does. Yeah. Well, I watched your uh, Instagram stories, and it was like I could, you kept going back and forth between crying and screaming, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and yeah. scream crying. Yeah, scream uh, crying. Yeah. A lot of scream crying. Yeah, yeah. Was there any one thing that you were super excited that they announced? Happily ever after coming back. Yeah. I cried when that left, and like they took away happily ever after right as I was diagnosed with cancer. So it feels very. Oh. Um, symbolic that they're bringing it back as I am coming into the end of my treatment. So for me, Happily Ever After had the fact that they're bringing it back, it felt like just very full circle. I And it was the first thing that he announced. And they opened it with Jordan Fisher. And I can't remember the other, the woman who sings. Uh Um, They opened it with them singing live, Happily Ever After. And just like shot after shot of like families and everything. I was, I was a puddle. I was like sobbing. (laughs) It was... It was 
truly one of the best moments of my life. And maybe that sounds like ridiculous, but I will tell you for that two and a half hours, I just felt no worries, no nothing, Mm. no fear, no nothing. And I've been dealing a lot with a lot of health stuff. So for that, for me, was just like, it was amazing. Yeah. I should mention, I'm sure most of you know Allison, and we've talked about this a bit on the podcast, but Allison was diagnosed almost a year ago, almost a year ago to date, Mm -hmm. um, with breast cancer. And you have gone through so much treatments. You've gone through so much. It's been an (laughs) insane journey. And we are so happy to hear that you are are doing really well at this point. But it's been, woof, such a roller coaster. Yeah, it has. And so I'm really glad you got that news. Me too. Yeah, it was. It just felt very symbolic. Yeah, of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. And they are they bringing it back in early next year? Is that the? Plan? They just said next year. Yeah. So my guess is, is yeah. I think that was the biggest gripe most people had was that mm-hmm. there weren't really specific dates that were announced. Yeah. It was just like it's coming. Something's well, we know, coming. Yeah, we know that the 50th celebration ends in March. So yep. my guess is April 1st. <laughs> Happily ever after. That's my prediction. Are you booking a trip for April 1st? Honestly, probably. <laughs> I would love to be at that first show. So I'll probably keep that timing mm-hmm. just open so I can be there. I think that's wise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm so glad you got to go. And yeah. will you go again, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I might definitely do that again. And I think next, I think next one, two years from now, they'll have a lot more information on what they're going to do. I you know it's so hard because the state of the world, we don't yeah. know. I feel like we have a little more information now. Yeah. Um, but I still feel like they were hesitant about committing. My hot take was that a lot of, we, we are kind of glossing over the fact that they're were shut down for more or less a year, yeah. both parks. Um, Disneyland was shut down for over a year. Over a year. Over a year, 13 months. Yeah, and Disney World, like, four or five yeah. months. It was significant. Yeah. And so even though I also wish there were more announcements, I also recognize that, like, they got to make up for a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of major changes, mm-hmm. high-level changes. Yeah. Imagineers moving from one state to another. Yeah. I, I get that it's just going to take a lot of catch-up. There's a lot there. of logistics that's going into things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, good. Well, but that's not why we brought you on. We brought you on to talk <laughs> about the cruise. So you all know, if you've been listening, that Adam and I have a cruise booked in mid-April of next year. We are so excited. And it's for the Disney Wish. Now, the Disney Wish is the very, the newest of the Disney Cruise Line ships. There are, um, they actually announced at D23, another yeah. one coming out. The Disney Treasure. Yes. The Spirit of Adventure. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Disney Wish, it has kind of more of a theme of enchantment. It's all about storytelling through either Marvel or princesses or Toy Story, Pixar. It, it kind of blends everything very seamlessly. Mm-hmm. This boat is gorgeous. It's Every beautiful. time I see videos of this ship, the staterooms, it all looks absolutely stunning. And you, Miss Ma'am, have been on it twice <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Not planned, but I have now been on it twice. <laughs> so... I think what's really great is that you got to experience this first when in the first weeks that it was open um, as a travel agent, they sent you out to experience this so you can tell us all about it from the standpoint of going as an adult without your family. And then Mm -hmm. the second time you went like a month later Mm -hmm. with your kids and your wife. So I want you to explain both experiences, talk us through kind of what maybe some of the different expectations were as, you know, a single adult versus being with your family and having little ones with 
probably strict bedtimes, yeah. et cetera, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's two very, very different experiences. And the first one that I had was also part of the inaugural sailings before it was open to the general public. So not everything was open and ready per se. I got to do a lot of touring though, and it was really cool. I got to enjoy seeing like the hyperspace lounge. I got to go to all three of the dinners. My kids did not make it to, we did not get to go to all three of the dinners the second time. So I was really happy that I got to see all three of the dinners the first time. Oh, good. Um, Arendelle's my favorite with or without kids. It was my favorite. Um, but I thought the food at 1923 was the best. Ooh, okay. The Marvel dinner was the least of my expectations, but I think Marvel fans will really enjoy it. Nice. Um, okay. So when it comes to dining, it was great. I love the bars. The bars are, there's several of them, but they're all just a little bit smaller, which some people didn't like. I loved. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I love that they were kind of these smaller, more intimate spaces. They held all different kinds of activities at these different places. So I really enjoyed the bars. And I don't drink. So they have 0% proof mocktails on every single menu. I didn't know that. It's That's very awesome. Cool. On every dinner menu, every bar menu, there is always something special to have if you are not a drinker. Oh, I love that. And I yeah. think that's important. I talked about this with a friend on the podcast um, who's also doesn't drink alcohol. And she mentioned she lives in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And she said her favorite place to go is, I think it's Citricos at yeah. – um, uh, Grand Floridian, mm-hmm. and they have a zero-proof menu. And she's like, I like it because I don't feel awkward for just getting a mm-hmm. soda or yeah. a apple juice at a bar. Like, I get an actual cocktail. Yeah. It just doesn't have the alcohol in it. Yeah, so. it's spiritless, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But I think Disney has started to do that just across their properties. I've yeah. noticed the zero-proof menu has changed at Disneyland, Disney World. It's more inclusive, which I think is great because mm-hmm. I think – a lot of the culture after COVID has really shifted into this kind of sobriety. Yes. Um, which I've noticed among my friends and my family. Um, I mean, some still do, which is it's, fine. It's, it's kind of like, also our age group. Yeah. I definitely have noticed it yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I've now. noticed it a lot more. It must be a millennial. I feel like it's a millennial <laughs> thing. We also, oh, yeah. It might be absolutely that. <laughs> We're just so tired. <laughs> we also drank a lot at the start of the we pandemic. Did. So, we did. You know. I was one of those people, and I was like, Maybe we should hold we off should a little bit. Cut back on this a bit. Um, okay, well, why don't we start with the beginning? And, yeah. and you feel free to toggle back and forth between the two. Sure. But explain to us kind of what the experience is like to get to the arrival location and the embarkation yeah. day. So um, the first thing you need to do is you get on the Safe Passage website, upload your vaccine card, and they are no longer doing testing requirements. So I feel like this is null and void at this point. Um, But I did do an online test. It was pretty simple. And then they just upload the results and then you're cleared to sail. So essentially, you want to clear to sail. You also need to do your online check-in. You come in with a QR code. They scan it, check your passport. And it's pretty easy, honestly. 
Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you um how did you get to Port Canaveral? Did you take the bus? Did I, you get a taxi? I do the Disney buses. Okay. I do the Disney buses because they tend to have like good arrival times. I will say if you want like a little hack, if you're staying on Disney property, there is the opportunity to go back to MCO and take the first bus out of there. It'll get you to Port Canaveral really quickly. Mm-hmm. But the truth is is you have to have an early boarding group in order to board early anyway. So it depends on your boarding group. And yeah. so I did stay constantly the years the second time so that is a whole different experience than the first time where i just stayed in your standard deluxe veranda room gotcha okay um and i think we should also start with this other question because you are such a traveler and travel planner for disney Mm -hmm. what do you prefer a disney world trip before your cruise or after your cruise that's so hard because I think I see, but I am a travel planner, so I can give pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it depends on, you know, do you want to relax first and go hard? Or do you want to go hard first and relax? Yeah. Though I can find the cruise to be very like, go, 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 depending on how many activities. Or you can just lay by the pool all day. Yeah. It's totally up to you. Um, versus Disney World, where it's really very go, go, go. So I guess it depends on what you want. I personally like to sandwich both. And I like to go to Disney World before, go on the cruise, and then go to Disney after, even if I were to cut it by a couple of nights. So if I were going to plan to do four nights before, I'd probably do two on one end and two on the other end. That's a pro move, my friend. Mm -hmm. And then you're never really that sad because I feel like leaving Disney World is easier than leaving the cruise. The cruise is like such this like camaraderie. Yeah. (laughs) You spent, you know, how many days with 2,000 people? Yeah. So. Okay. So we're Getting onto the ship, what's that experience like when you first get there? Um, so you go through security, and then once you go into security, you go up into, like, the port area, and then it's just kind of like a waiting area. If you need any assistance, they have, like, guest services there, and then you just wait for your boarding group to get called and then once your boarding group is called, um, you go again through customs. They check it. They recheck your passport. And then you get on the ship mm-hmm. and they announce your family. And then the cool thing about the wish, which I, I've only ever sailed the dream before this. I'm sailing the Wonder next year, which is like new Ooh. ship for me, which I'm very excited about. I've toured the Wonder, but never been on it. Where's the Wonder going? San Diego. Oh, ooh. It's ooh, the one out of know. San Diego. I'm very excited about that ship. I've toured that ship before. It's beautiful. Um, but the cool thing about the Wish is they do like a little pre-show where you make a wish with like a person who like leads a wish. It's like a fairy godmother type person. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's always a princess waving at the top. So sometimes it's Cinderella. Sometimes it's Tiana. Sometimes it's Sleeping Beauty. Sometimes it's Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. And they're just waving at this like top. And then you do this wish where like the ship lights up and does this like center star thing. It's very cool. And they hand out wishing wands to all the kids as you get on the ship. Oh, that's really cool. Did your girls love it? Oh, they loved it. Are you kidding me? They were just like, they were loving it. That's awesome. So as you get on the ship, then you can go up and eat at Marceline's and... That's, and that's the quick service. That is the quick okay. service. And it's not open all day. So it's open for breakfast and it's mm. open for dinner. But during the lunchtime, they actually have this like, they're like several different themed out on like the pool deck. Yeah. So they've got like a Mickey one, a Goofy one, a Daisy, a mini Donald. And it's like Donald's Cantina and Goofy's Barbecue and Mickey's Hamburgers. Oh, cool. I'm like, I'm not sure if I did that right. I know for sure Donald's Cantina because 
spicy Donald. But um, <laughs> and they're like burrito bowls and hamburgers and barbecue. The barbecue is amazing. It's actually shipped in from Three Rivers Barbecue in Orlando. Oh. So it's like legit barbecue. It's very very good. The brisket's great. Sweet. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, I highly recommend that. But yeah, so Marceline's is open when you first get on the ship though. Okay. So it's open for lunch. So if you're hungry and they open at certain times and then your room based on where you're staying, the rooms start to become ready about 1.30. Okay. So these are all just good things to keep in mind and plan ahead because we had really hungry kids. And when you're concierge, you actually do a sit-down meal in 1923. That's where their sit-down meal is for lunch versus like the quick service if you're staying in one of the standard rooms. So my kids were very, very hungry, but there's only a certain time Mm. in which they open up the dining. So bring a snack. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) An unopened snack that's not fruit or vegetable. Oh, right. Yes. Because you're getting on. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Bagged snack that's not open. Gotcha. So did you guys do, before the ship had taken off, before you got to your room, you guys like tour the grounds a little bit or? Yes. So I, on the first one, I toured. Mm -hmm. The second one, I was just trying to keep my kids happy. So um, have another snack. Look uh-huh. over here. Exactly. Another shiny object. Exactly. Yeah. And we were, let's see, on the first one, we were kind of talking to guest services, trying to see if we could get a cabana and requesting. And there was all of that kind of like rigmarole. And I would say the second time was a little more relaxed as far as like trying to figure out what to do because I kind of knew what we were going to do. Yeah. But I would say if you have any sort of requests for the spa or a cabana, or you want to be on a wait list for a dining or anything like that, or you don't want main dining, you want late, or you don't want late and you want, that's the time to do it is right when you get on the ship, knowing yeah. food's going to open at this point and my rooms are going to be ready at this point. Yeah. That's my understanding as well. And that it's like, if you're going in cold to this experience, at least watch a YouTube video or know what you're maybe going to want to book because mm-hmm. you only have that little window right when you first get on. Yep. Okay, so you got to your staterooms. Tell us about the layout of the staterooms. And you stayed in two different types, you were saying. Technically, they're two different types, but actually the rooms were very similar. Okay. Because they were both just – we did a family stateroom, family veranda stateroom for concierge. And we also just did a deluxe family Uh stateroom for when I did the first one. It's just the floors were different. So on the first time, I was on the sixth floor, Mm -hmm. and it was Elsa and Anna. And I loved the Frozen theme. Oh, we should also mention each floor, each level has a different princess theme, right? Two different. Two? So it depends. So we – some are – there's like Anna, Elsa, Cinderella. I know there's Rapunzel. It just depends on the floor. We had Rapunzel for when we were on – With the family. With the concierge, yeah. And my kids love Rapunzel, so that was great. Perfect. They also love Anna and Elsa. I loved the Anna and Elsa. Something about it was just very bright. Uh The artwork was, like, very clean. It was, like, blues and whites. Rapunzel was a little bit darker. So Mm. it feels – definitely feels different. Interesting. Yeah. So I personally liked the open, airy feel of the Anna Elsa room. Yeah. Kind of fun, though, that you don't know what you're going to get yeah. until you get there, though. Yeah. At least this early on. Yeah. I'm sure like 10 years from now, yeah, everybody will tell now. you specifically which princess <laughs> yeah. is in which room. But that's awesome. So, And the layout, you enjoyed how it was all set up? Yes. It felt very open. My kids loved the fact that there's the, in the upper berth of the like top bunk bed mm-hmm. it said like it's got different artwork 
that's like up above. So like oh, cool. when my oldest would go to bed at night, she got to look at like the artwork up above. That's super cool. Yeah. And then they also have like a, if you're in a five sleeper, they have another bed that pulls down like a Murphy bed, like at Pop Century. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, and you had a veranda view, which is the balcony. As, uh, you know. I always do. Oh, I always yeah. recommend it. I know a lot of people are fine with ocean view and inside and i get that there's definitely different affordability when it comes to that but i think if you can swing it it's worth getting the veranda yeah i agree yeah i've only done one cruise in my life and it was a carnival one but we had a veranda and i loved it i loved that space it's just really nice especially when they if you have kids um there is safety locks and features and this safety door is a little bit different than the other door i feel like it's even more secure and i felt like the previous ships that i've sailed on are very secure when it comes to the veranda door but this one felt even more secure oh good that's helpful yeah that's cool good so the staterooms are awesome Mm -hmm. um walk us through a little bit about like what are some of the fun activities that you get to do on the cruise so for the kids, they obviously have um, the Oceaneers Club, but this is different because they have um, the Star Wars like bay where literally you walk in and you feel like you're walking into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's how well it's themed. Wow. And the idea of the story behind the Star Wars is that they are caretakers of these creatures, these alien creatures. So when you go through, you see all these different like creatures that they take care of they learn how to feed them and take care of them it is so freaking cute i was like i couldn't believe it like some of them are creepy looking but they're all so sweet they're all like interactive characters yeah and they're like real like animatronics yeah that's incredible yeah it was really cool i saw that also in like a youtube video of the ship and it was like it looks exactly like all of galaxy's edge and i was like oh my gosh this is so awesome but i didn't know what you just shared because i thought i don't know if my six-year-old is going to love this because she doesn't know star wars but the fact that it's like all really caretaking creatures yeah it's really sweet so i love that and then they have like the list of each day like what they're doing and when they're doing them um so like marvel is another like save the galaxy it's like a it's marvel academy like on the ship and you can like dress yourself in suits and like it's all virtual but like they have all these like different things that you can do inside the marvel academy i spent less time there i loved the star wars story so i spent (laughs) more time in that one so i loved the marvel academy and then they have all their other things so they have like the imagineer studio where you can learn to like draw or build um they've got uh create your own roller coaster where kids can like put together a roller coaster and then they get to do like a little virtual roller coaster. It doesn't move, but it has like a big screen and they get to like, you know what that reminds me of? Huh. Do you remember old school Disney Quest? Yes. Do you remember they did that there too? Uh-huh, but you could actually move yeah, that one. Both. I wish they had put that machine back in because I'm, like, I'm sure they've got it sitting in storage somewhere. I know. And they also had like, a, I remember they had um, a Disney Quest, like a pirate raft where you could mm-hmm. like, like a simulator, like you were going down the river. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Quest was actually pretty legit. Yeah, no, Disney like- Quest was definitely cool. I feel like it was a mini Disney Quest. You know, when people talk about like the unfinished aspect of the ship, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that feels unfinished. Like they could have gone one step further, yeah. but they didn't have the time to do it. Mm. So like I feel like in actuality, like they had meant to make it a moving roller coaster simulator. Yeah. Didn't have the time to finish it. Yeah. And so that when people talk about like unfinished aspects, I'm like Normally, Disney would have yeah. made it move. Yeah. Um, 
But they have, oh, my favorite though, and my kids' favorite were these different princess areas. So they've got Belle's Library, they've got Anna and Elsa area, and then they have a Rapunzel area. And the princesses come in and do like story times and um, little, yeah, activities and, you know, find this with us. They have dance parties. They've got, you know, where the characters really interact. It's the storytelling piece, right? So this is, they tried to create an Oceaneers club that is incredibly interactive. And that's very obvious in the layout in which they did it. I would say it's got less than most Oceaneers club. I feel like most Oceaneers club have like, Andy's room has this like huge slide and all of this. They don't have that there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's really the interactive piece that they've tried to work out. I love that. And we should also mention that um, the Oceaneers club is good for kids ages, I think three to 12. And then they have some preteen and teen clubs as yeah. well that I'm assuming because you don't Vibe have. and edge. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't go to those since you are not <laughs> a teen not. or preteen. I, um, I got to like tour them. Okay. Cool. Um, and they're very cool. And it looked like the kids were really enjoying it, especially those ages. And I know that they'll vary on the ages. So like if you're 10, you can go into, I can't remember which one is which, but. If you're 10 and you have a sibling, like, you can go into Vibe or, like, yeah. they play with the, with the cool. ages a little bit yeah. just so that sibling sets can stay together. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So your girls are four and six. So did they love the Oceaneers Club? What was their take? Um, I think that they enjoyed it. I would say my oldest enjoyed it more than my younger one, but my younger one is really attached to me. But she still stayed for two hours, which I think is pretty impressive considering she didn't know anybody there. Yeah. So, but my oldest kept wanting to go back, especially since as time went on, she was like, oh, wait, no, I want to go back here. So we kept dropping her off a little bit longer, a little Mm -hmm. bit more often as we kind of moved into the cruise, which is why I think you should do a longer cruise, in my opinion. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't. (laughs) Can you walk us through, like, what do they do as the parent? Do they have, like, a monitor system, or do they keep you informed if your kid is okay or anything like that? Yeah, so you have – the kids each have their own little, like, magic band. They don't call it that, but it looks exactly like a magic band with, Uh like, a Captain Mickey on it. And then they tap in and out. They take their picture, and then um, you can decide who can check them in and out. So, like, you – any other parents, if you have grandparents with you, they can check them in and out, aunts and uncles, friends, but you have to give permission. And then they all have a password. So you have to say the password in order to get the child. It's not just cool. enough to have picture or your name. You also have to have the password. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, I feel like they're very secure when it comes to the kids. And then when they're actually in the kids area, the magic band tracks them so they can find it. They know exactly where they are at all times. So if you're there to pick up, they can be like, yep. oh, your kid's in the Bell's exactly. reading nook or whatever. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So it keeps track of them inside there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's talk about dining, yes. too. This, I think, is so cool. And this, across the board, all Disney cruises do this in that they have multiple dining locations and you rotate around them and they all have different specific themes. Yes. The themes at the Disney Wish are awesome. Yes. So walk us through which was your first one. I don't know if you had the same rotation. I did, ironically. I had the same rotation for both. 
So walk us through. What were your experiences at each of the three? So Arendelle was my first each night, which I think was kind of a bummer because honestly, it's the best. The show was phenomenal. I don't want to give too much away, but they're celebrating the engagement of Kristoff and Anna, and it is truly the sweetest most amazing the performances are amazing um their voices are incredible like it's a live stage show and they also do a mini meet and greet they visit every single table there is an olaf puppet with a puppeteer is it like a marionette style yeah but the way that they move olaf on and off is really cool Mm -hmm. and i was in tears the whole room was in tears everybody was crying because it was like really touching it was such a touching story and it was by far my favorite dining experience. It's one of the best dining experiences I've had at a Disney entity. So like oh, even wow. when it comes to like hoop to do review and all of that, it's by far one of the best shows. Like it is so beautiful and so well thought out. It's just so great. That's high praise mm-hmm. coming from you. So that's really cool. Yeah. If I could have done it three nights in a row, I would have. <laughs> like, my youngest was like, can we go back to Anna and Elsa's show? I was like, girl, I wish. <laughs> and they liked it, too, the Oh, kids. they loved it. I mean, my youngest was quiet for two hours, just mesmerized, wouldn't even eat, just sat and watched. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the food was pretty decent? Food was good. Okay. Food was good. It's like Norwegian fare, but it was good. Cool. It was good. Awesome. Yeah. So what did you get the second day or night? Second day, we had 1923. Mm-hmm. And to me, the best food is at 1923. Oh, um, okay. So I think the best menu is there. Okay. And there's not a – it's cool. It's got, like, ana, like old animation, different, like, costumes and, like, characters and, like, what are the, the models? Oh, the, like They've the cells. Like models and, and stuff. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And the models that they drew from. And just, like, a lot of – what's it? Art, Art Deco? Well, it is Art Deco. That's the like that's the, the architecture look. Yeah. yeah, but like lots of artifacts, like Disney oh, artifacts. Cool. Um, yeah, it's very cool, and you can just like walk around and look at like the different displays. The video I saw of it, it looked to me like a little bit of Carthay Circle. Yes. it had that kind of totally. vibe to it. Feels very old Hollywood. I love that. Like it's very old Hollywood. It's nice. It's quiet in there. It's yeah. not like hugely anything. But yeah, in my opinion, that's the best menu. Okay. Do you remember anything that you had that was super standout? Yes. And it's not on the menu, but you can still order it because I ordered it the second time. It's a sweet potato gnocchi that is gluten-free. Ooh, okay. And vegan. Ooh, all right. And it's the best thing that I ate on the ship. Did you mention that you were gluten-free and they were like, we have this option? Yeah, so they had it on the menu the first time. They did not have it on the menu the second time, but they had it as an option the second time. So cool. I made sure to get it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, good. And then your third meal was the Marvel one, I assume. Yes, Worlds of Marvel. Very cool. But a lot of it is done through video, obviously, because they're using Ant-Man. So they're actually using... Guy who played um, him. Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. So oh, yeah. Paul Rudd. I know. He's beautiful. He's so beautiful. He's gorgeous. He doesn't age. I know. What did he do? And Evangeline Lilly. Oh, she's so they, also beautiful. Yes, I know. So they use the both of them on like the video screens all around. And then Ant-Man and Wasp Girl? Wasp Girl? Wasp? The Wasp. The Wasp. The Wasp. Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp come out and like do like a mini meet and greet, but like they kind of say things, but they mm-hmm. have like, they're like fully in their metal suits. Oh, Power yeah. Ranger style. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. 
So uh, they come and do like a walkthrough. They don't do like a meet and greet, like walk around. They kind of just wave. Yeah, they just kind of wave and they're like, hey, how are Mm -hmm. you? But I know that if you are a Marvel fan, you are going to really enjoy that meal. Oh, good. But that, see, I think World of Marvel is one that felt unfinished. Oh. You know, like it just felt like something about it felt rushed. Are you, talking, wait, are you talking about like Avengers Campus or are you talking about like the, the Marvel no, dining? No, the actual dining. Because like, I also feel Avengers Campus feels a little yeah, like it was rushed. Yeah. Like I Unrelated. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, it was. It was right? They have yeah. a whole, they have an entire ride that's not even done. Yeah. Which got announced. I mean, it's yeah. been announced. We yeah. knew it was coming, but they give more information, which was exciting. We yeah. don't need to go back to D23. But World of Marvel, that dining, I felt like there was a little bit missing. Mm-hmm. It just felt like there could be more, mm-hmm. especially when it came to like Ant Man and the Wasp. They just do this walkthrough at the end. It felt like like they could have done more. Like I in would, the middle of the show, I like would want them to do yeah. like some sort of action sequence yeah. because it's Marvel and that's what we know these superhero yeah. movies to be about. So like all just- the action sequence is happening essentially outside on the pool deck. Oh. Like as part of the storyline. So you're watching it on video, but it's not the same. And it felt like Ant-Man and the Wasp could be a part of this like yeah. integrated dining experience. Like with Arendelle, what made it so amazing is that there are these characters that you are watching for this full two hours almost. Mm. It's lacking in that, that they just bring them out at the end and you're just yeah. watching a TV the whole time. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Even Animator's Palette, like on the other cruise ships, yeah, which is like what the other cruise ships are known for, that's like even more finished than these. And you're watching screens, but it just feels like there's more yeah. coming to life. I just, it felt like, and maybe had they had the time because mm-hmm. the wish ended up was so delayed with COVID and trying to get yeah. the supply chain. Yeah. There was a lot of delays in what they had to do. So I feel like they had to cut where they could. So. Well, that's the other thing about Disney. I'm sure they'll bring some of that stuff back yeah. when they can and feel like they need to. Yeah. So, and they always do that kind of stuff. Yeah. A few years I feel down like the line. They can add more. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So dining sounds great. Uh, let's talk about the stops that you make on the cruise. And remind me, these were both four-day cruises that you did or three-day? Yes. Okay. Three-night, four-days. For the four-day, you stop at the Bahamas for one day. And then the second day, you stop at Castaway Key, which is the Disney-owned island. Yes. Did you get off of the boat for either of those experiences? So for the first one, we actually did a day at sea and then Castaway Key. Oh, okay. And then the second one, we did Nassau and Castaway Key. Um, I did not get out. I never get off at Nassau. Yeah. Just because I've been many times. So I would rather stay on the ship and explore the ship. So I did get off at Castaway Key. And I got to do Serenity Bay the first time, which I've never been able to do because I've always had a child with me. And it's an adult-only beach. Yeah. And it was great. It's quiet over there. It was just so hot. I had to to get out. Um, I'm just really sensitive to heat. So, But I got to see it, and it was really quiet, and they have, like, a cool hangar bar. And so it was nice to just visualize the beach because I've never been there. Yeah. And then for our second Castaway Key Day, we did a cabana. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me if it's worth it, yes. I'm not a beach person. So for me, having a space that's covered and cool and not sandy is worth really, it. really worth it for me. 
Cool. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. And I also have always heard that the food is just kind of subpar at yeah. Castaway Key. So they're like, eat before you get off of yeah. the boat. <laughs> and-, and you can. I mean, like, you can eat. Uh-huh. And it's fine. You know, I think the salmon is really good. Mm-hmm. And they don't serve salmon on the ship. Like, I never saw any salmon on the menu. Oh, interesting. And I love salmon. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they they serve it at lunch at Castaway Key. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the salmon is worth getting. Yeah. They've got, like, your standard fare, too. Hot dogs, hamburgers. Yeah. That kind of deal. Well, so. good. Good, good. Yeah. Last couple questions about the wish. Uh, yeah. Tell me, oh, the pools, the pools and the aqua mouse. Yes. Did you get to do this super cool? Explain the aqua mouse to okay. us. So the aqua mouse is the first attraction at sea. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. It, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it was, it's not worth a 45 minute wait. If you can go when it's like a five or 10 minute wait, uh-huh. sure. It's not worth a 45 minute wait. <laughs> and those wait times were long. Were they? Yeah. So I recommend going either later at night when people are at dinner yeah, or if you can swing some time, everybody gets off at Castaway Key if you can find some time then. Yeah. But it is not worth. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, Yeah. I've seen a few videos and it looks like – it looks cool. It's like they're touting it as like the first Imagineer created like water, I don't know, ride. And it really wasn't. It looks like something I've I've seen at like a wet and wild yeah. type. Um, it's literally just a water slide. Yeah. With some video screens on the way up. That's it. Cool. There's not like a whole lot of storytelling. <laughs> Once again, that feels like an unfinished thing where you're like, well, what's the story? Yeah. I feel like I'm missing the story on this. So that when people talk about like the unfinished aspects, it's things like that where they're like, eh, this is good enough. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, did you guys spend time at like the splash pads or the pools or any other areas? Yeah, my kids did. They don't have a main pool like they did. It's just a lot of smaller pools, similar to like the smaller bars type yeah. of things. Lots of different unique experiences. Splash pad is super cute. They have the T-Rex pool too. Yeah. I think uh, an important thing to note about the Aqua Mouse is you have to be 42 inches to ride. Oh, no. Yeah. Was your youngest heartbroken? She not go. And she is. It was weird because she was tall enough to go on Guardians of the Galaxy, which is 42 inches, but was not tall enough to go on the Aquamouse. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. It's very weird. And Guardians of the Galaxy is her favorite ride, so. Are you talking about the new one at Epcot or the one here in? New one at Epcot. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, we got it. I have to ask you 10 seconds about that at the end. Yeah. But we have to save the best for last. The most highly anticipated element, I feel like, of the Disney Wish is this Star Wars-themed bar, the Hyperspace Lounge. Tell us thoughts. Was it cool? What'd you think? It's another space that I felt like was unfinished. Oh, Um, I know. All they had was like a large screen which is very cool and you actually can see star tours remember the old star tours <gasps> yeah you can see this old star tours fly by which is really cool That's and cool. then you can feel it like going to hyperspace those That's pieces cool. are really cool but it everything else is just like kind of a white wall mm. which feels odd um you feel like there would just be more in a hyperspace lounge yeah um well, especially with Oga's Cantina being so immersive, yes. you know, they've got that little DJ and yeah. the, it's like every turn, it really feels like you're on the yeah. set of that yeah. movie. So it felt like it was missing. Hmm. But otherwise it was, yeah, the screen is really cool. You get to go to like different places and then you like 
gear up for hyperspace and it's it's fun. Yeah. The premise is there. I don't know how they would be able to add to it since they have cruises going all the time. Yeah. They wouldn't want to turn it, like mm -mm. close it for a while. Mm -mm. Though, uh, honestly, it doesn't open till noon every day. So there's possibility that they could add things from midnight to noon. Yeah, I guess so. So I take it you did not buy the $5,000 cocktail that they have there that also comes with a trip to Skywalker Ranch. I did not. No. Oh, bummer. Um, I heard that they took it off the menu. Is Wait, that true? Really? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought they took it off the menu. Well, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who's buying that? I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you done Space 220 yet? Mm -hmm. Were they kind of similar? Because I did Space 220 and the screen vibe kind of looked similar to me. Yes, okay. I would say. But Space 220 feels more finished. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess the last big thing, I thought that was going to be the last one. I realized I need to ask you about the concierge versus not oh, concierge. Yeah. Tell me if you think, like, what was that like and was it worth it? The concierge lounge is amazing there. Uh -huh. It's really big. Um, It's two floors. It's got its own private pools. The food is amazing. You know, they have all day food, snacks, and it's different than your regular menu. Okay. Hot foods, cold foods, depending on like time of day. You can get lunch in there. You can get breakfast. You can get dinner. Like, oh, nice. Um, it's phenomenal, and it's beautiful. It's off the back of the, the aft. I don't know. I don't remember. The back. The back it's of the, the ship. Back. Okay. It's the back of the ship. So the fact that they have the second floor of, like, private pools and just places to sit, and it's beautiful. Oh, cool. That space felt very finished. Oh, me. okay. Yes. <laughs> That's worth it. Cabanas and concierge may be worth the upcharge. In my opinion, yes. It's a very high upcharge. So will it elevate your experience? 100%. Mm -hmm. Will you have a bad experience without it? No. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you don't need it to have a great experience on the ship. Yeah. But it was still really cool. Yeah. Because you were concierge, does that mean that your room has to be on a certain level to use the concierge? Or are you just your room could be anywhere and you just have to go up to the concierge you know, lounge. There are designated rooms for concierge. I don't know which level. We were on the same level as the concierge lounge. Okay. But I believe that they are also at different areas because I know like the funnel, mm -hmm. the funnel room, I'm sure that it's concierge and it's like in the middle of the ship. So uh. you can walk to the concierge lounge, obviously, and access it. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Oh, yeah. and I didn't even ask you shows. Did you guys get to see any of the shows? I did not. Oh, okay. If I'm going to be honest, I did not, but I heard they were amazing. So they only had one on um, the first sailing. That's right. And then the second sailing, they were having some like technical difficulties with the new Little Mermaid show, but I heard from the pieces that people were able to see that it was amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're always A-plus shows on, yeah. on those cruises. They're basically yeah. like mini Broadway shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Anything else that you remember that you want to mention that you really loved or would recommend avoiding on the on the Wish? So they do have the funnel room, which I toured. I do not think it's worth the price tag because it's in like the center of the ship. Oh, um, okay. I did see the two-bedroom Sleeping Beauty, like Aurora. I think it's Aurora. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the Briar Rose Suite. Mm -hmm. That one was amazing. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd rather stay in that one. You want to drop some serious coin, you can <laughs> yeah. stay in the concierge yeah. suite. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, man. But that one has a lower price tag, at least, than the funnel. 
Ah. Because the funnel is only one. I think there's two or three of the two bedrooms. Yeah. So, you know, price goes down. (laughs) On a significant significant (laughs) expenditure. Well, okay, let's just go pick up a lottery ticket and get ourselves um, yeah. a, a concierge, the, the funnel room at some point for yeah. ourselves. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Allison. Yeah. Now, before you go, every uh-huh. person we interview, we always do a rapid fire favorites. This isn't specific to the Disney cruise. This is just your favorites across okay. the board, all Disney stuff. Are you ready? Are you emotionally prepared for this? I don't know. We're going to see what first instinct says. Okay. Just know <laughs> I'm going to ask you your reasons why, but first thing that comes to mind. All right. Okay. okay. So we got nine questions. Okay. Okay. First one. What is your favorite Disneyland ride? Disneyland? Yep. Dang. Uh, probably Cars. No, Indiana Jones. Oh. Disneyland. I didn't mean DCA. So Disneyland, it's Indiana Jones. Okay. And why? I just love the story. I think the story is so good. Plus, so. they have the best like queue. Yeah, it, it's the so queue fun. is great. It's it gets you in of, the mood for the yeah. ride. It's a lot of like there's unique storyline behind the queue too. Like the part where you go under, you're going under the railroad, and I like yeah. the history of it. And it's actually a quarter of a mile walk. It is. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, your favorite Disney snack? It, it could be any park. Oh, um, like the Sunshine Terrace. The Creamsicle one. What's that called? Oh, the like Dole Whip that's Yeah, that's not Dole Whip. That's orange and vanilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That one. I can't remember the name of it right now, but that's my Uh, favorite. Oh, I don't think I've ever had that one. Oh, it's so good. You have to eat it. Get the one that's more bitter. It's the one that's made with orange juice. That one is like the perfect amount of sweet and bitter, like citrus. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. What is your favorite Disney resort? Boardwalk. And why? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to share all my secrets. (laughs) <laughs> everybody's gonna come i well obviously it's proximity to epcot in hollywood studios mm-hmm. it's the shortest walk for both yeah shorter than swan and dolphin and shorter than beach yacht so there you go and it's also got the least amount of foot traffic because there's nothing on the inside of the resort everything sits on the outside of the resort yeah oh i never even thought of that so but very you're totally quiet. right yeah it so, is quiet i like quiet resorts so I know the quietest resorts on the property. <laughs> so Boardwalk is my favorite. If you're looking to book, then yeah. talk to Allison about uh-huh. that if you want a quiet resort. I would agree. I haven't stayed there in a long time. I love that resort a heck of a lot more now that they got rid of that creepy yes, clown from the pool. The clown. But the clown kept people away. So I really liked that clown. <laughs> I missed the clown. Oh. <laughs> Everybody wants to stay there. <laughs> No, luckily it's not like it's not the greatest pool on property and I don't ever I'm a parks person. Yeah. So I want convenience. I want quiet. Like when I go back to the resort, I want to go to bed. So quiet, convenience yeah. is perfect for me. Yeah. Boardwalk's great. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite Disney park? Epcot. And why? Because I think it's still the most unique out of all of the parks, at least in the US. You know, like I think Tokyo Disney Sea has its own like uniqueness. I've never been there, but from what oh, I hear, it's, it's got the most Epcot feel. It's high on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I gotta it's, see it. It's the highest on my bucket list. Yeah. Because I love Epcot so much. But it's definitely the most unique, in my opinion, of the parks because you can say Magic Kingdom is like Disneyland, Hollywood Studios is like DCA, Animal yeah. Kingdom, people will say it's like a zoo. It's not it's like not a, zoo, a zoo, but people will say that and be like, eh, we have a zoo at home. And I'm like, okay. 
like a zoo, yeah. but okay. But there's also like SeaWorld and Bush Gardens, which all have animals yeah. embedded into it. Epcot, yeah. to me, has these countries that you can visit. It's got great dining. It's got the best ride on property. It's it's uh, It's got a lot going for it. It's got, you know, the Anna and Elsa ride. It's got Ratatouille. It's got Test Track. It's got so many good things. And it has so many more things coming soon with that Moana, yep. like, splash zone mm-hmm. area. It looks so cool. Yeah. I can't wait. I uh, don't love the revamp, but um, mm. I'm going to accept the revamp because they have not changed the World Showcase. And as long as they don't change – I don't mind if they add to the World Showcase, but as long as they don't change the integrity of the World Showcase, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I hear you. I guess real quick, then we have to know, give us your quick review of the new Guardians ride at Epcot. If you ask me my favorite attraction, but that's my favorite ride. It's not my favorite attraction. I feel like it's two different things. Um, So my favorite ride is Guardians of the Galaxy. I could not ride it enough. I rode it five times on my trip in August, and I could not get enough of that ride. Every time I got off of it, it felt like such a huge letdown, like a breakup. Like that ride is the most incredible ride I have ever been on. Whoa. And just everything about it, even when you try to explain it to people, because people are like, is it scary? It's like, no, there's no like huge drops or anything, but it is an intense roller coaster because of the way that the the coaster moves yeah it's ways in which you've never moved before on a roller coaster oh i cannot wait to experience it oh and is it i mean it's it's a challenging one to get on because they're doing a virtual queue or you can do the paid lightning lane Mm -hmm. but yeah so all of you if you remember the shenanigans out here with rise of the resistance and that virtual queue you're back at that same song and dance and i will say if you were staying at a deluxe resort one night a week they open up epcot for just the deluxe resort guests and there is a third queue you can get into at 6 p.m so they've got the 7 a.m the 1 p.m right is it 1 p.m out here Uh, yeah it's 1 p.m out here and it's Mm -hmm. noon out it's the queue out here is noon. Oh, okay. Because of the hop time. Yep. Um, so 1 p.m. and then they open up a third queue, which is very easy to get into at 6 p.m. Oh, that's a hot tip. Yep. That's, hot tip. That's a good one. Okay. Back to your rapid fire favorites. Favorite season to be at a Disney park? The holiday season. And I say holidays goes from Halloween to Christmas. <laughs> so anytime between August and December. I like that you're just combining them. Mm-hmm. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. The holiday season. <laughs> do you – this is not my question, but do you like um, – for like the the specialty uh, ticketed events in the evenings, do you like more of the Christmas, you know, wintry ones or do you like more of the fall scary oogie boogie stuff? Well, I tend to go to the fall ones more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because the season is longer – Right, they hold it August, September, October, at least in Disney World, yeah. and September, October for Disneyland. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to the Halloween party twice and Oogie Boogie twice, so yeah, it appears that it, I like the fall because I'm going to I'm going to the Christmas party. Uh huh. Um, but I tend to only go once that season. Yeah, I yeah, I only go once, but I try to go those fall ones. I go. They're so <laughs> good. They're so, so fun. I love the what they're doing. The parade is it's so cute. The best parade. It's so cute. Okay, what is your favorite Disney movie? This one's hard because I'm not really into Disney movies, which is like my fatal flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to like whatever my kids like, but a goofy movie is probably my my go-to. 
It's been um, around for the longest. Yeah, for you. I love a goofy movie. I just feel like the storyline's really good, especially now as a parent, like watching him try to connect with Max, and yeah. um, the story is just really sweet, kind of heartbreaking. Uh, but and the songs slap. The songs are so good, and also, yeah, the music's great. Storyline's great. I feel like you get a really good feel for Goofy's character and like who he is as a dad. Yeah. Um, so a Goofy movie is probably that's the one. I like that answer. Uh, okay, favorite Disney song? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably "You'll Be in My Heart." Oh, Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, I mean Phil Collins has been my favorite artist for since I was five. That has never changed. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've seen him like three times in concert. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when Phil Collins collaborated with Disney and did music for Tarzan and Brother Bear, like Game the Brother over. Bear music is great, but Tarzan really is. Oh, that yeah. soundtrack is so good. It's so good. They're all great songs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even the Trash in the Camp one's a fun little bop. So NSYNC was my favorite boy band. So NSYNC and Phil Collins, like the fact that they never said a word, but like did a, a collaborative song together. Like I listened to that song as a bop. Yeah, so. that one's pretty great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, good choices. Good choices all Thank around. You. Thank um, you. Your favorite Disney character? Um, I really like Max. I mean, if we were to come back to it, like I really, I like Max a lot. Yeah. That's hard, like animated or it, well, live I guess action. It's really how you want to interpret it. We could do two parts. You could do an animated and a live action. That's so hard. I like Max, but it's Tinkerbell. It ah. always goes back to Tink. I just yeah. like her sassiness. Oh, she's very sassy. She's very sassy in the Peter Pan movies, but her actual movies are like she's a tinkerer. Like she yeah. tinkers her toys and she saves a lot of things. Yeah, she saves her fairyland and. I've seen I all like, of them. <laughs> I like I haven't seen all of them, but I, I like that first one because you learn her her origin story yeah. and the fact that she didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, destined to be this tinker fairy mm-hmm. and that there's all these different fairies with different specialties. Yeah. And I think it's really sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. cute. I think Tinkerbell is probably I'm gonna go with Tink. Okay. I feel like you're gonna be very opinionated, or <laughs> this might be a really hard question. I don't know, but I think you're gonna be opinionated. I think okay. you probably already know what you want to say. <laughs> It's a hard question. What movie or character needs its own ride or representation in the Disney parks? Oh, dang. Movie or character that's not represented. Tinkerbell. Oh, she's got a she's got a meet and greet, but she could do a really cool ride. I mean, she's like a little bit in Peter Pan. Yeah. No, not Tinkerbell. This is really hard. It is hard. Well, are they doing something in Shanghai, Disney, with Tinkerbell? I can't. Or Peter Pan. Somewhere somebody's making a Peter Pan. I think they're a doing Peter a Peter Pan. Pan. I think a Peter Pan thing was announced at D23. You could do a really cool like flying thing. Like I'm picturing with Tinkerbell, um, you know, over at Universal Studios where they have the Jurassic Park pterodactyl ride that's only for kids. You could make something very similar. It essentially yeah. looks like a ski lift, but like up in the air. Yeah. Um, you could do something like that with flying yeah. with Tinkerbell. You totally could. I'm trying to think who like isn't represented. Um, no, because I feel like a lot of the characters I like are. The characters are always in the parks. It's like, yeah. who needs their own ride? I always say Coco ride? needs its own ride. Yeah, but do not take, see, mm, see, and then this is where I'll get like defensive. Like, do not take out the three caballeros. <laughs> this is like an original vision. I'm so, I'm tired of like the old stuff being removed. I don't mind with things being updated. Yeah. I have issue with. 
the constant like revamp, like, and that's not where they should be focusing their time. Like Stitch has been left empty for how many years? Oh yeah. They had a full attraction and they do not even open. I mean, I'm sure the attraction is just sitting in there. Oh yeah. Like stop taking out the things that we have that are finished. Go into a place where it needs something in there. So Tomorrowland, what could you put into Tomorrowland in the stitch? Everything. You put so much. What about Tomorrowland and Disneyland, the old people mover? Oh. That to me is like the biggest tragedy. We were just talking about that the other day that you can see, like, it's so sad because everywhere you go when you ride the monorail or Autopia, you just see this sad Mm -hmm. uh, people mover track everywhere. And half of it's like taken down and half of it's just got leaves and grossness all over it. And see, that's where you'll get me talking passionately. Like, I'm kind of like, eh, with the like new characters because I don't have like huge attachments to movies. So I'm kind of like, I really like like the old non. IP attached rides. Yeah. So like things that don't have a movie necessarily or a franchise. Like I don't, I think we lose like what Walt Disney was trying to do when we take everything out and put only IP in. That's a really valid point. And um, and that's the Disneyland that he created was supposed to always be mm-hmm. about innovation, especially Tomorrowland, but yeah. about innovation, about seeing the new things. I just did a whole history piece on the monorail. And really that came from him being like, look at this super cool mode of transportation that mm-hmm. we need to create more of. Yeah. Let's do a tester of it here at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I really hope they start bringing back just genuinely unique yeah. elements that don't have to always be affiliated with a movie. But, like, I think you you brought up a really valid point with the fact that, like, Tomorrowland at Disneyland is just a hodgepodge of rides right now. Like, there's no semblance. So we've got Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. even though we have a whole Pixar pier over at DCA. Why is Buzz Lightyear still there? Right. Why do we have Star Tours there when right. we have all of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? I understand that Galaxy's Edge is its own story. But, like, yeah. this is a Star Wars IP that we have sitting in Tomorrowland when they have an entire – Land created. Land created for Star Wars. Yes. Autotopia. What? Why are they? that to me? I'm like, those those gas go-karts are so old. <laughs> and you then get they hide from the fumes by the time you get off of that. Yeah. Room. And they've got Nemo, the Nemo submarine, Ugh. sitting in Tomorrowland. Never done it. I'm too scared. Oh, don't. It smells like pee in there. Yeah, that's it's what gross. I figured. Uh, the only thing that makes sense in there is Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then do you remember everybody up in arms because they were like, we might make an overlay to Buzz Lightyear to this. And it's like, don't, don't fix what's not broken. No. Like, don't, like don't let's do fix that. what's broken. Yeah. And th- which is a plenty. Uh-huh. And, we and have a lot that's broken that we can all see those eyesores. Do you think we'll see the people mover come back to Disneyland? I don't know. I feel like they listen to us with Happily Ever After, right? They're like, okay, we'll bring back Happily Ever After. People really don't like enchantment like at all. I know some people do. I have a friend who really likes it, but I am not one of those people. I was like, this didn't even make me cry. Wishes made me cry. Oh, Wishes was my favorite. Yeah, I loved Wishes, but Happily Ever After touched my soul in a way that no nighttime show has done before. Um, Just the story, the story, the way the music builds, like, it's just that nighttime show is perfect. Like, to me, it is perfection. There is nothing that needs to be changed about it. I have a confession to make. You've never seen it? I never saw it. I think you'll see it when you go out. Do the dessert party. If you want to go to Happily Ever After or Enchantment or any of those nighttime spectaculars, and you can get a dessert party, do it. Okay. Especially if it's your first time. 
Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see it. Um, the one time we went when it was in its rotation was mm-hmm. for our honeymoon. And the only time we were at the Magic Kingdom was for the um, Halloween party, the not mm-hmm. so scary. So we saw the fireworks for that. Yeah. And it wasn't happily ever after. Yeah. So it'll be new for me. Ugh, you're going to cry. I you're, bet I will. You will ball. It's just so beautiful. I cry at the Disneyland one all the time. Oh, yeah. This happily ever after is going to like send you to the moon. Like it truly is. It is the best. And I never like over, like, you know, people don't over expect for it because it's that spectacular. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait. It's so good. Well, good. Well, Allison, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. Thanks for sharing your favorites. I appreciate and agree with all of your answers. Those were all good ones. Thanks. I don't always agree with everybody. Some people have some questionable (laughs) favorites, but yours are good. (laughs) Did someone hurt you as a child? (laughs) Why? Why would you ever say that's your favorite? Um, But yes, I I loved it. So thank you again. If you all know this, if you've been listening to the podcast, you can always get a free quote on a Disney vacation and that's anything Disney that we've been talking about if you want to go on the Disney wish uh, reach out you can get a quote on uh, Allison's website adventureswithallisonwonderland.com um, did I ever tell you that anytime I call in for a request the people on the other line the Disney people are like we got this right right it's Alice in Wonderland not Alice in Wonderland I'm like no you got it right the first time they're like well that's so clever I'm like, I know <laughs> if only all of our names could rhyme with a Disney character <laughs> Uh, but please reach out uh, if you like the podcast please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and we look forward to seeing you all again next week bye bye